that to continue. We are in a series called I Am. Somebody say I Am. Uh, and we'll be closing off the series today on I Am. Uh, um, if you, you, we talked about different I Ams. We talked about I Am because He is. Uh, um, maybe if you weren't here, you could go to podcast. You can hear the podcast. And it talks about I Am because He is. We found out the reason why we are who we are because of Jesus Christ. And because who he is. Come on, somebody. We talked about, amen, who he was. We, we talked about, uh, then after that, we found out who we were. We were forgiven. We were set free. We were new creations. We were anointed. We were more than conquerors. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, we talked about how we were loved and how valuable we are. And I want to get into, if you, got your, if you have your notes, we have the same notes, me and you, praise the Lord. And we're going to be talking about this today. We're going to be talking about uh, a different stuff on I Am. There's so many things, guys, on who you are and who I am. And who we are in Christ. And so I, I wanted to, just to challenge you guys to hold on to these, read these. They got speaking to your life. They got speaking to your heart. And, 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 and know why. When I get done with this, you'll know why we want to talk about this. Because there's this something that, that, just, that just hits us very hard when we find out who we are in Christ. Someone say, I am. Someone say, I am. Say, I know who I am. Devil, I know who I am. Devil, I know who I am. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. See, when you know who you are, it's, it's, it's cool. It's easy to function. It's easy, to, it's easy to, to live in the moment. It's easy to, to live in it. And so this month we've been talking about I am, and, and I want you guys to continue to live in the moment, to live in who you are. If you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. It reads like this. It says, but as many as received him, to them, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name were born. Mm-mm. Who were born not of the blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? God. Father, thank you, God, for your word. God, I pray continue to move and continue to move in our lives, continue speaking to us, God, that we will continue grabbing a hold of who we are, God, that we would uh, move in this, believe in this, function in this, God, father as this, mother in this, be a son like this, be a daughter like this, be a disciple like this, God, that we know who we are and no one can tell us anything less. (laughs) In Jesus' name, and everybody says... Amen. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. One of the things that I want to talk about today, I want to lay out, is I am a child of God. Come on, somebody. I am. Somebody say, I am. I am a child of God. He says it in John, and John, he lays it out, and he says these words, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right. See, Jesus is giving us the right. We didn't have the right before we didn't believe in him. He says, but I'm giving you the right now. I'm giving you, amen, the ability. I'm giving you, someone say the access. The access. Now listen to where we're going to go with this. He says, I'm giving you the right to become children of God. That meant before you and I were children of God, we're children of somebody else. Not children of the corn. Hello, somebody. I remember that movie, Children of the Corn. That was a crazy movie. I know when I was a kid, I think it was scary. Now it's a joke, but it was scary back then. You got a little, you know, little kid looking at you. Even kids, your kids scare me sometimes. <laughs> Have children of the corn flashbacks. 
And then that one demon, my God have mercy. <laughs> but he gave us the right to become children of God. Listen, to those, listen, this, this is the key. To those who believe in his what? Name. Wow. He says to those who believe in the name. Now, that name is the name above all names. That name, some say Jesus. That name is above all names. Uh, maybe you've seen it, but I, I just I seen it the other day on Facebook, and, and uh, they were asking series or whatever that thing was on who was Allah. Anybody see that one? They're asking all these questions: Who's this? Who's Buddha? Who, they, they said the, the computer said exactly who they were, and then they say, "Well, who's Jesus Christ?" And it got quiet. I don't understand that question. She says, "Okay." She says, "Well, who's Jesus?" I don't know. Then she asked them two other questions of who these other gods were, and they knew exactly who they were. It goes to tell you that people are afraid of the name of Jesus. Come on. You can, you can oh my God. You can, you. See, when you know who you are, people get afraid of you. But when you don't know who you are, and, and well, I, you know, I just started going, oh, they're like, oh, he's he no threat. He's no threat. But when you start finding out that you're a child of God, when you start finding out you've been forgiven and you've been set free, when you start finding out that you're valuable and you're somebody and that you're victorious and that you've been anointed by God, oh, oh no, oh Jesus. You change the way you see yourself. See, we need to stop being so proudful that we can't allow someone to tell us something good about us. You know, sometimes we get proud oh, you look nice. Oh, no, I don't shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> and, and we have a way of, of blocking out because we're so used to being negative to each other. We're so used to negative words and, and negative, you know, being negative and growing up being negative, being told negative things. I don't know what I'm talking about. Being growing up, being told negative stuff. You know, you, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But I can get some good stuff with that one. And, and, and we're used to that, but when it's certain things positive, it, it's weird. And God said, no, 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 mijo, stop that, sweetheart, stop that. You are my child. Come on, somebody. You are my child. It's like when you see your son, that's my son. That's my daughter. And Jesus is saying that about you. God's saying that's my child. Come on, somebody, amen. And, and, he's saying, and he's saying that's my child, that's my son. To those who believe in his name, to those who believe in my child, were, who were born... Talk about being born again, except in Jesus Christ. He says, he says, not of the blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He's not talking about a fleshly birth, a childbirth. As women, they, they give birth, amen, uh, uh, through uh, giving a childbirth. That's not what he's talking about. That's not the child of God he's talking about. He's talking about a spiritual birth. He's talking about, and we talked about last week, about being forgiven, being set free, being a new creation, about, about knowing that when you accept Jesus Christ, when you believe in him, that he gives you a new life. Come on, somebody. He gives you a new life, and he gives you the ability to be called the son of God. I've been called a lot. I've been called a lot of things. I've been called a lot of a son of something. Amen, somebody. But I thank God I can be called the son of God. Come on, somebody. I thank that I can be called the son of God. I've been called the son of a gang member. Hello, somebody. The son of a drug addict. The son of something. But today, I am the son of God. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, you are the son. You are the child of God. 
Man, you're a child of God. Wow. Que loco. <laughs> Let us go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 15, says these words. No longer do I call you servant. I love this. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you what? Friend. Somebody say friend. Friend. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I've chose what? You. And appointed you, you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit shall remain. That whether you ask the Father in my name, he'll give you. Wow. Look at that. Let's, let, let's look at that scripture there. And here's, here's Jesus, and he's saying, I no longer call you a servant. Now, this is the thing that, uh, that, that, that got me here. He says, the servant doesn't know what the master's doing. He only lets them know what he wants them to know. And he's saying, we are more now than just a servant. But you have transitioned. Some say transition. You have transitioned into becoming a friend of God. Some say, I am a friend of God. I don't know about you, but I was an enemy of God. Amen. Before I, I was a child of God, before I was a friend of God, I was the enemy of God. I remember walking down the street, cussing out God. Yes, me, poor little pastor, innocent little man. I remember one time I went down and, 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 and I met the Lord when I was like, probably like 16 years old, but I, I just had an encounter with him. Uh, 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 somebody had told me about him. I went to church and he got to touch me, but I never really surrendered and I just took off. And, and to me, it was a joke. <laughs> Look at the jokes on me. <laughs> Look where I'm at now. <laughs> I'm telling you, God will always make a joke out of you. Hello, somebody. And so I took off, and I'll never forget walking down the street and, and cussing out God and seeing all this because a lot of stuff that had happened. And, I, you know, and then I, all of a sudden, I, I tried to be a wannabe atheist, a wannabe atheist, where I, didn't, I never practiced it, but I, you know, there was no God. There's a lot of wannabe atheists out there where I don't believe in God, but Lord, help me, Lord. <laughs> you know? And so I wasn't really practicing atheist, so I never really talked about it. I just didn't really believe in God, but I, I, because why? Because of, I became an enemy of God. They had killed so-and-so in my family. This had happened. All this stuff had taken place. And so I started blaming God. And I became an enemy. And I became, I began talk bad about him. And I say all this weird stuff. And, and, and the thing about it, God looked past all that. You don't hear me, though. God looked past my madness. God, my God. Some of us, your friend does you bad. You, you ain't never be my friend again. I'll never trust you again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And God says, you know what? You've burned me so many times, I'm still going to love you. If I could be honest, anyone's going to be honest with how many of us ever burned God? The rest of you guys are lying. He's still burning them. I'll be the first one to admit it. First, if I have hands and feet got to go up, I'll be on the ground. But God says, son, I'm looking past that. I'm looking past, come on, I'm looking past all your failures. I'm looking past all your mistakes. He says, because when you came to me, you believed in me. And you cried out to me. 
and you believed that my name was above all names. You accepted me in your heart. And then again, you were born again. You became my child. And now we can be friends. Come on, so now we can be friends. Now we can hang out together. Now, now listen to this. Listen, listen, listen to I love you because I'm going to go somewhere with this. A servant, listen, I call, you, I call you servant, excuse me, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friend for all things that I heard from my father and now made known to you. Here's Jesus. And Jesus said, look at man. Come here, man. He said, look, bro. Look at man. I'm not going to call you sermon. I call you friend now. Now, listen to this. I have access to God. I hear things. I hear a lot of things that are going up in heaven. Some of them are about you. Some of them are about your wife. Especially your kids. Hello, somebody. And, and so I want you to know, now that we're friends, I'm going to share some info with you. I'm going to share some info with you that I'm going to come and whisper in your ears and tell you, hey, you should act right now because, you know, we're friends. Since we're friends, hey, bro, you know what? You should be doing that, bro. You know a friend will stop a friend from running in the fire? Come on, somebody. A friend will stop a friend from running in the fire? A friend is concerned about the needs of that person. But sometimes... When we, this, oh, sometimes when someone is trying to be a friend, the other friend is still being a jerk and don't want to hear it. And you just think you're out to hurt me. Has anybody ever been that friend? Hey, Amen. The rest of you guys, praise the Lord. Here we go. Here we go. This is going to be good. This is God saying, I come to you because now we're friends, guys. And I'm trying to help you to get out of your mess. Because I'm tired of you burning that fire. Come on, get out of that fire. Get out of, come on, get out of that fire. Get out of the fire. Because I hear things. Because I hear things. And I want to share it with you. That I love you and I care for you. Come on, somebody. That, that, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, that's how God is saying. He said, man, he says, man, you guys are my friend, man. And I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm not doing it to despise you. He says, I'm doing it because I don't want you to burn. Come on, we talked about it on Thursdays. Come on, on Thursdays, we're, talk, we're talking about foundation classes. If you're not coming, come Thursdays, man. Thursday, we talked about, we talked about uh, uh, how the earth was created. We talked about the, how earth was formed. We talked about the, uh, where, where Lucifer was born, how he fell, the deception. We talked about Garden of Eden. We talked about a lot of great stuff. And so next Thursday, we're going to get into uh, Saved by Grace. So we're going to talk about salvation and deliverance and how God had rescued us in. So there's a lot of great things happening next Thursday. You want to come out. You, want to, you don't want to miss it. For the next 14 weeks, we're going to be talking about some foundational stuff. We're going to be talking about the fall of man, saved by grace, the Holy Spirit, the Bible. Come on, somebody. All this great stuff that can help you. Excuse me. And so here he goes again. He's, he's talking about the friend, friendship. I call you friend. For all the things that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. See, and that's the problem I think a lot of us have, is that we think that, well, you know, well, I'm choosing to go to church. No, no. Jesus was never lost. We were lost. I don't know about you, but how can we say God was lost if we were the ones that were in the bar? Just saying. 
How can we say we were the ones lost if we were the one that were token somewhere? Pass, hello, somebody. And God said, no, no, I choose you. This is the key, regardless of how bad we were. Come on, regardless of how bad we were. I don't know about you, but I was bad. Listen, listen carefully. Forget about gangs. Forget about drugs. Just forget about that. I was just a bad kid. Man, who flunks kindergarten? I do. For fighting. Might be another one out there. Who else flunked kindergarten? Anyone else flunked kindergarten here? One more. Two more. All right. All right. Those are my peoples. Amen. <laughs> Not a good thing. It wasn't a good thing. Who flunks kindergarten, man? Always getting in fights and always, they, back then they would whip you. They would send you home with a note. And, you know, you come home like that. Come home for another beating. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> beat you once, beat you twice, amen, you know? And now they're like, my, my kid, my kid is innocent. No, your kid's not innocent. No, I got three of them, and none of them are innocent. <laughs> it is the pastor's kids, amen. But anyways, back to the story. My wife, my mom was crazy. My mom was like, you know, don't whip him. I'll take him when I get when he gets home. And uh, so she did, amen. She kept her word. She was a woman of her word, amen. <laughs> introduced me to the chocolate, introduced me to the hanger, to the bout, to the whip, to the ashtray, to the plate, to everything that didn't want to glue to the ground. I was introduced to it. People thought I was from China because something said Taiwan, made in you know. Gotta make laughter is good for the soul, guys. Amen. Someone say he chose me. Man, but look at really look at yourself. Some of you guys would have been chose yourself for a game. But he chose you. Come on, somebody. You're not the last one on the line. He chose you. Regardless of your hang-ups, regardless of your flaws, regardless of your of, of how messed up you were, he chose you. And I'm grateful that he chose me to be a friend. I'm grateful that he chose me to be a friend. Amen. I'm a child of God. I'm a friend of God. Go to Colossians chapter 2. I love this right here because this is very important. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. When you have it, say amen. Colossians 2, verse 9 says these words. Therefore God, or let me read it up here right here. It says, for in him dwells all. Wow, that's right there in itself. It's so much. For in him, who is Jesus, dwells all. All things, guys. The fullness of the Godhead. The body. And you are, what? 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 Complete. Complete, but what? Complete in what? In what? Him. So when we don't give our lives to God, we're not complete. We're missing something. There's a void the Bible talks about. There's an emptiness. And the only one that can fill that emptiness, his name is Jesus. Come on. The only one that can fill that is Jesus. It's it's not a man. It's not a woman. It's not a drug. It's not a job. It's not a business. It's not staying busy. No. Someone says Jesus. It's Jesus. And Jesus said, I'll make you complete. I'm the last piece of the puzzle. How many ever made a puzzle and you made a puzzle and he's got that last piece? And everybody wants to put that last piece in. And you know, so you end up picking who's going to put it in. And he says, I'm the last piece that makes you complete. I complete your marriage. 
Oh, come on, somebody. I complete your business. I complete your life with your children, your kids. I complete it. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody. He's saying, I am complete with God. He's telling us, you know, guys, I made you complete. You have no lack. Wow. We have no lack, guys. We have no lack. For in him, for in Christ Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. He's saying with him, he has everything. Everything dwells with God. And the Godhead, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. He's saying, I, I have everything. Everything is here with me. And if you have me, you have everything. Come on, somebody. That, that's so powerful to, to know is that if we have him, we have everything. We are complete. So people, you need, you need to tell people, you know, take that down the street. I don't need to party no more. I don't need to go to the bar. I don't need to go to, you know, woo, woo. Hello, somebody. I don't need no drink. I don't need no smoke. I'm really complete. Come on. You're missing it. I, I'm okay. Because people make you feel like you're missing something. Oh, you're missing. Oh, you're missing out what? Partying, looking like a dummy? Wear your makeup like this? Wake up the next morning not knowing what happened. It's funny how the billboards will show the girl all beautiful, drinking a beer with the guy talking, but the next day they don't show her all with her wig on the ground. With the guy with his eye in his hand. I got my eye on you. They don't, they don't, you don't see all that. All they show you is a pretty picture. You're missing out. You're too young. I got saved when I was uh, 18 years old. I came to the Lord. And, and I, I, get my, I gave my, 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 my 20s and my 30s and my 40s to the Lord. And I'm telling you, man, people, come on. Some people, people are telling me, oh, I was in my, my teens. Oh, you're missing out. Even my wife. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on blast. I'll put my wife on blast real quick. We were dating. And I think she was like about, what, like 18, 19 years old? When you told me you want to go to a party, how old were you? About 19 years old. Come on, tell me, tell me how old you were, girl. She was 19 years old. She told me, babe, she goes, I want to go to a party. What are you going to do at a party? All my friends tell me you want to go. I'm like, you going to go ahead and go? It's going to be the most miserable time of your life. You think that you're missing out? Go ahead and go. And all of a she got in the car. I know what happened. She got a headache. Oh, Johnny, were you praying for me? I said, you need to, you need to, you need to go back. Well, you don't better go back home. Because why? Because it made you feel like she was missing, but you found out she wasn't missing nothing. Come on, somebody, really missing nothing. But the world will try to make you that you're incomplete. They'll try to make you feel like you, you're not, you're, you're complete. Come on, somebody say, I'm complete. I'm complete. I'm complete. See, and for us men. Amen. Our pride and our arrogance makes us want to feel like we're, we're, when we got to be humble and be nice. Oh, no, man, I got to show who I am. Oh, they don't know who I am. They, they, they don't, you, know. you know what I'm talking about, guys? You know. And they just, Ugh. God said, you don't need to be like that no more. God said, you don't, have to, you don't have to be a macho man. Come on, somebody. You know that song, Macho, Macho Man? They weren't sung by men anyways. Hello. <laughs> So watch when you sing that song, you're a macho man. I don't say that. I just say I'm a man. 
What do you guys do to me today, man? Comedy hour today. But man, man, I'm telling you, man, they try to make us feel incomplete. But somebody say, I'm complete. I'm a child of God. I'm a friend of God. And I'm complete. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. He says, who is the head of all principalities and powers? My God. He's above all. Now listen, this is the next one right here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. There's a Holy Ghost set up right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 16 says this. Do you know, do you, excuse me, do you not know that you are the temple of God? Wow. And that the spirit of God dwells in you or in us. Listen, he's asking a question here. In other words, he's questioning us. And God has given us a tremendous question here, guys. He says, don't you know? Don't you know? Hello, somebody. Don't you know, or like my Bishop Eddie, 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 Pastor Ed was saying, don't you know? If you don't, now you know. Hello. <laughs> and and he, listen carefully, do you not know that you are the temple of God? Wow, wow. Now, in Deuteronomy, I didn't put this, I should have put it up there, but in Deuteronomy, it says, go clean the holy temples. Listen to what I'm saying. It says, go clean the holy temples. It's not that the temple's not clean. It's what's inside of it. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we let the wrong stuff in. And that's what he's telling us. You're a temple, guys. Wow. You're a temple. It's like this church. Here's the church and here's the temple. Now, this is what I need you to see. It's a church, but what am I let in the church? Is it... A church Saturday, excuse me, a church on Sunday and Thursdays, and on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, it's a club. From my paisas out there. Is it Friday and Saturday is, is, you know, whatever goes? You see what I'm saying? So that's what he's saying. He says, you are the temple, and inside you, well, it is the Holy Spirit. Wow, guys. Now, listen to what I'm going to tell you. A question was asked years ago, and, and I, 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 I got it. It hit my heart. It hit me really hard. A question was asked to me when I first got saved. I mean, like 23 years ago. He asked me this. He said, he goes, he goes Pastor, one. He, wasn't pastor. He, goes, hey, he goes, he says, who's closer to God? David, a man of the God on heart, or you who have Jesus in your heart? And I looked at him and said, well, you can't get any closer than Jesus in your heart. He goes, oh, because it was a good question. It was a good question. He goes, if, if, listen carefully, if a man after God's heart or accepting Jesus Christ to come into your life and lives in you. So I'm telling you guys, we can't get any closer than that, than Jesus living in our heart. Come on, that Jesus living in our heart, the spirit of God living in us. So if he lives in us, how are we protecting the temple? Some of you guys, I'm going to say you guys like your temple. You, you shave your, your hair and you cut your teeth. And, I mean, cut your teeth. <laughs> Snaggle teeth. 
You comb your hair, you, you, you brush your teeth, you, 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 look, you, look, you look nice, you take care of the temple. We take care of the outer temple, so I mean, you know, you get healthy, you take care of the outer appearance. But what about the inner? Inner temple. And it's so important that we take care of the temple of God. Now listen to what it says in verse 17. If anyone, see, he, don't, he just says anyone, he just throws it out there. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. My God. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Or which temple are you? Wow. I don't know about you, but I know what it is to be a, a dirty temple. I know what it is to be a defiling temple. I know what it is to be a compromising temple, a lukewarm temple. And he's saying that that's, that right there has brought you destruction, has brought you pain, has brought you agony. Come on, somebody. Has brought you all this stuff. So we need to understand it. He said, you are a temple of God, and we need to keep it. Someone say holy. holy. He says, keep it holy, for I am holy. For he is holy, and he's saying we need to keep, someone say, someone say I am a temple of God. So we need to really understand that we are the temple of God and we can't defile the temple, guys. Amen? Amen? We can't defile it. Now we can't think what's right in our own eyes. We need to understand what's right before God's word. Because our guys, all of us will profess our own righteousness. But what the word is saying, what is the word telling us? Amen? Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen? To give you guys one more. Here goes one more, one more. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Mm, you're looking good. You're looking good, man. You're looking good. A child, a friend, complete. What's that? Hello. Amen. A temple. He told. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says these words. For you are all sons of God. There we go again. Son of God. Through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into the Christ, have put on Christ. Now here go 28, here we go. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. My God. Listen to what happens when we allow ourselves to become child of God or children of God. We transition into being the friend of God. We understand that we are completing Christ. We understand that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We cannot defile it. He says, that means you have heir. You have an heir. You, my God. In other words, you got something coming. Come on, somebody. Amen. You got something coming. He says, even to put on that is, is that's what you says. I'm not only an heir, but I'm blessed. Wow. It's to know that you are heirs and you have something coming to you. Now, now let's go to verse, let's go to, let's go to uh, uh, Galatians chapter four, chapter six and seven, right under it. Because I'm going to expound on this really quick. It says, and because you are sons, again, because you are sons. Listen, not because you know God. Because you are sons. Listen to me. Not because your grandma goes to church. Not because your dad's a pastor. Not because, you know, your aunt brought you to church. No, 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 no. Because you are sons. 
Come on, somebody. Because you have made a relationship with God. Because you have accepted Jesus Christ. You accepted the name that is above all names. Come on. You, because you, because you, because you made it personal. Someone say personal. You made it personal. God sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. Wow. My God. He said, because you made it personal, man. You made it personal. His spirit, pops into your heart. Man. That's heavy. That's heavy. It goes on, it says this, cry out, Abba, Father. He even gives us, look at, man, being an heir of God also gives us the privilege to say, Abba, Father. That's my daddy. Come on, somebody, that's my daddy. Daddy, 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 daddy. Amen. Now, now look at verse 7. Here we go. Therefore, you, makes it personal again, are no longer slaves, but a son. Look, at, he's reconfirming one. He's reconfirming number two, I'm a friend. He says, and if a son, then an heir, wow, of God through Christ. He says, so if you're a son, then you got it coming. There's an inheritance for you. There is a promise for you. There's so many promises. They say that we are the seed of Abraham. That means that there are so many promises that belong to us. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. And I really need you to see this. You are so powerful, man. You are so great. You're not subject to the trial. You're not subject to whatever's going on in your life. That thing's subject to you. You have the power to submit to God and resist the devil. You have the power, guys. And you are so much loved by God that he gave his son for you. That he goes on and says, you're my son. You're my daughter. And everything I have belongs to you. Come on. Everything that belongs to God belongs to us, guys. Come on. You know how rich you are? You're not chasing the blessing. You're chasing the blesser. And because your life has been chasing the blesser, he says, everything belongs to you. It's like, it's like me as a husband. I have a will. I have things that I have out laid out. That I have, that my son, my son is going to get what I have is going to fall on him. Because he's my son. He's my son. And God's saying, because you are my son, you are my daughter, I betroth this to you. This belongs to you. Come on, somebody, this belongs to you. What belongs to us? The Bible says that he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. That he owns everything. Come on, somebody. So if he owns all that, guess what? You're, you're a rich dude. Someone say, I'm rich. Someone say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm rich and I'm blessed. Say, I chase the blesser. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. I'm going to close with one more. Just leave you with this right here. I need to, I need to this, is, this, is, this is the scripture. Philippians 4.13. 
You're, you're, I am Philippians 4.13. That's who you are. I am Philippians. Say, I am Philippians 4.13. What does 4.13 say? 4.13 says this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why can I? Because I is in him. And I am because he is. Come on, somebody. I am because he is, so I can do all things through Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I believe we have grown through this month. I believe we've grown so much the beginning of the year because God has so much for us. God has so much for you as a husband and as a wife. God has so much for you as leaders and as workers and helpers. God has so much for us as a church and as a body of Christ that he wants us to know who we are. People are struggling trying to find who they are. People are struggling trying to find their identity, trying to find all this stuff. This month, we, through the power of God, through the word of God, is telling us, this is who you are, son. This is who you are, daughter. And run with it. Run with it. When your child tries to tell you something you know, no, that ain't you. That you're more than a conqueror. That when, you're th- when something comes and tells you you can't do it, you say, no, I'm anointed. I can do all things through Christ. Come on, somebody. When you know who you are, then nothing can stop you. I'm challenging you this morning. Run in who you are. I believe now. I believe with all my heart that God wants to create. Listen carefully. I believe with all my heart that God wants to create a Holy Ghost revolution. Come on, somebody, that we would, that God's people will revolt, an uprising, a turnaround. Say, you know what? I'm going to stand for the things of God. I'm going to stand for righteousness because I know who I am. I'm an arrow of revolution. I'm going to create a revolution in this generation. It's no longer going to be bound by sin, bound by tradition, but it's going to be bound by the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God. We are going to make a difference. Why? Because I know who I am. And now that I know who I am, I can move in it. I can live in it. I can pray in it. I can believe in it. I can be revived again. Come on, somebody. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. You're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, I need to create a revolution in my life. I need to create a revolution in my marriage, a revolution, an uprising, a turnaround. An awakening. If that's you this morning, you said, I know who I am. I'm going to create a revolution. That's what I want you to come now, now, now. Come and find your spots as I am right here. I'm an arrow of revolution. I'm going to create a revolution within my home, within my life. Because I know who I am. 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 I'm no longer going to be dictated by my pain. I'm not going to be dictated by my hurt, by what other people say, by statistics. There's an uprising. And it's starting with me. There's an awakening. It's starting with me. There's hope. And it's starting with me. There's a turnaround. And it's starting with me.
Because why? Because I believe in him. Because I believe in him, the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How does a revolution start? It's by one person standing up and saying no more. By one person standing up and saying no more am I going to be living like that. I'm no more going to be moved by that. I refuse and I'm going to create something to change and that change starts with me so I can begin to change my marriage, my life, my family, my city, the world. Hallelujah. Because it starts with me. A revolution starts with me. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to get a hold of God right now. Come on, just begin to get a hold of God right now. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, push through. Push through. Push through. Push through. Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't stop. Push through. Push through. Push through. Push through. Push through.